What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Man, we got a great show for you this week. Not only do we drink and review a delicious beer and a delicious bourbon cocktail, little teaser for you out there, but we also talk about some eh, some beer news. Uh, didn't really like this uh, week's beer news. Next week's beer news uh, should be better. Uh, but we also have a really good cold brew list that Sorcerer Chromatic found, in, and I'm all for it because it's about football, and that's all I'm going to say. And then, of course, at the end, we review The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 5. This was a pretty good episode, but it's all leading to something huge, and it's going to be grand and epic, and uh, people are going to be talking about it. So people have been saying uh, Mando's getting kind of stale. But I think it's just a ramping up. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and untap. Search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. But right now, it's time for another Cold Brew. Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man? Yeah, good. It seemed like a short week. I was off Friday, and a vacation day, or uh, a holiday, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> what are we in the UK? I was on holiday. No, it was um, Cesar Chavez Day. Oh, okay. So you get the day off, you lucky bastard. All right, not a real holiday because I don't get it, but it's real holiday holiday for you. Very good. <laughs> right. Oh, all right. Um, all right. Let's get into the beer then, shall we? Sure. All right. So, well, for you, yeah, for me. <laughs> Today, I have in front of me from our good friends up at the brewery at Torito Farms. This is a, a new for me brewery, and. Yeah, it's a West Coast Pilsner. It It's called West Coast Pilsner. It's unfiltered and unpasteurized. Keep fresh and keep cold. It says straw yellow in color. The Pilsner features American noble hops and thiolized yeast, giving it flavors and aromas of passion fruit, gooseberry, gooseberry and grapefruit pith. The malts are Pilsner, Pilsner the hops are Citra, Mosaic, and Simcoe American Noble Hops. In collaboration with Yakima Chief Hops, this West Coast style Pilsner features Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe American style hops with a blend of Pilsner malts and thiolized yeast. And they really went for the redundancy on the label, didn't they? Uh, it's in a 12-ounce can. Um, it has the SRM rating, 2.5 color, so it's very pale, and 24 IBU rating. Uh, brewed and bottled by Torito Farm Brewery out of Wilcox, Arizona. So without further ado, pop off. What do you got? Well, as you know, I am still not drinking beer at this moment. Mm -hmm. So I have actually um, been able to acquire something I've been anticipating just for the novelty of it is the actual co-branded jack daniels old number seven and coca-cola <laughs> all right 
So, again, this is the cocktail pre-mixed. It is a 7.0 ABV. And, um, yeah, it's just Jack and Coke. So, uh, without any further ado, pop off. All right, just so real quick, it is Coca-Cola, right? It's not like RC Cola or Pepsi Cola or anything? I wish. No, it is Coca-Cola. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. All right, so that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, shoot, I remember, I remember when I when I tried uh, some of these premixed cocktails, and uh, there, it, it slowly took a, I guess a, uh, a market or even licensing to develop in the U.S. Because I remember going to uh, to Tijuana and Rosarito and buying in liquor stores premixed rum and coke and stuff like that, mm, okay. and that was years ago, years ago, and now like. It's becoming more popular, particularly with Cutwater, back when they were still owned by Ballast Point and, you know, Three Sheets and all that stuff. Uh, um, I remember I remember they had a rum and cola, and I tried it, and it, it just reminded me of the cheap well rum and the uh, off-brand cola mixer you would get when you went to a TJ bar, and uh, <laughs> I loved it. You know? <laughs> so, uh, I know, like... Uh, Jack Daniels had those the the line had the line of, of mixers and they had they had what they called Jack and Cola but not Coca Cola you know but now it's it's officially branded a Coca Cola mixer with it and uh, I'm having it on ice as I would normally if I would order this drink in a bar right and uh, it looks like a Jack and Coke with color and uh, yeah bottoms up all right very good. All right, so this uh, West Coast Pilsner, very good. It's exactly what you want from a lager with some hops added. So it's nice and crisp, clean, straw-like color. Um, the finish is is beautiful. The the bitterness is just slight. It's not like uh, super danky or anything. So it's very, very good. I remember these guys were at Strong Beer, and someone told me that I should go check out their... The beer that they have and i just didn't get around to it because it was there's just so many beers at strong beer festival that i'm kind of uh kind of kicking myself now i wish i would have went over there and checked them out because uh it was recommended by um someone who i trust in the in the beer community out here and yeah um but i'm having it now and i can see why they recommend it it's very good so uh yeah good job um the brewery at torito farm i need to look up see why they just don't call it like Torito Farm Brewery. They call it the brewery at Torito Farm. So maybe, I don't know if they're going for like an ambiance thing or, you know, like a, a, a what's it called? Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going for. Shit, I can't think of the word. So I might, I might not, I should not use the word incorrectly if I don't know what, um, I know what I'm thinking of, just don't know how to say it. But this is really good. Um, I appreciate this. How's your Jack and Coke, man? Well, oh, uh, drinking it. Um, at first, it, it's it's got a little bit of both. It's got some sweetness. I will say this: the the cola is flat. Now, in my defense, I have legit. It's been a long time even since I had a straight Jack and Coke. Um, yeah. However, this this definitely tastes like the, what the call is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not too sweet. It's not too strong. It's pretty nice. It's enjoyable. And from what I remember. I think that, like most mixed drinks, like the the carbonation goes away pretty quick when you add the the alcohol. 
spirits. Oh yeah, well definitely low carbonation note on this. I don't know if it's from the actual mix or um, yeah because of the uh, the alcohol kind of nullifying it. Mm -hmm. All right. I mean, it definitely had carbonation when I poured it. Gotcha. All right, so we will uh, come back to these later and talk about how we feel about them. I'll rate mine on Untapped, and you could tell me um, how it's holding up uh, at, towards the end of the show. Right now, All right. it's time for some beer news. All right, a couple of things real quick. Um, first off, Firestone Walker. Not the Invitational Beer Festival that we are going to, but the actual brewery came out with a 19.2 fluid ounce double hopped Hopnosis Imperial IPA. At first, when, when I first had this story, I was like, holy shit, they came out with a double IPA that's 19%. But no, it's just uh, in the, uh, what do they call it, the, the stovepipe can? Oh, okay. It's actually a West Coast. Yeah, I mean. It... Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it's called the Stovepipe. Yeah. No, oh, okay. And it's a West Coast style IPA brewed with cryo hops. It's a double hopnosis, 8.3% alcohol by volume, and delivers massive flavors of tropical fruit and citrus with hypnotic sense of balance. Um, so the regular hopnosis, very good IPA, comes in the variety pack. This is the double comes in a black can so they do make it obvious that it's not the original so I'm, I'm glad about that as far as uh, the branding goes so it's um, distinguishable uh, real quick another one the pints guys on vine pair they met a gentleman who's been to over 3,000 breweries I have this uh, guy out here in Arizona his name's Greg as well and he's been to about 1200 a little bit over 1200 breweries this guy has been over to 3000 breweries with 9000 breweries in the country he could say he's been to a third of them now if this was like four or five years ago he could say he could have said he'd been to all of them because i think there was only about three or four thousand uh, just five years ago so uh, leaps and bounds man uh, his name is chris o'leary yeah it more or less uh, uh visits brewery for a living that's crazy. How many brews have you been to? I think we talked about this. I think I've been to seven. Oh, okay, good. I think I've been to about eight or nine. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's perfect. It's good. Uh, that, that was just real quick. 3,000, man. That's crazy. Um, like, uh, as far as... Yeah. <laughs> just popped in my head. From uh, James Allen about the female clitoris? <laughs> <laughs> like, you want me to clarify? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, uh, um, yeah, do, do you know anyone who's been to that many? Like, uh, not 3,000, but like, you know, like, that's all they do is go to breweries? Oh, uh, I can't say someone. I know people who enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I know I have some friends like in the in the SoCal area that that do a lot because there are a lot more down there I guess yeah that are hoppable. I mean now that I think about it there's a lot up here that I haven't been to no I mean this going up top of my head like um well bear bottle in San Francisco uh ghost town are, are some that are on my list I don't know how I'm gonna get there exactly mm -hmm. um 
But, you know, that's the thing, too, is, like, I remember, too, like, back in the day, like, Strike, that was all I wanted to go to or all I wanted was about, you know what I mean? Right. And then yeah. I, I branched off with that. And then, um, I mean, even Drake's for a while. I mean, uh, me and before we got married, my, my wife, we, w- we would go up there quite a bit, especially before A's games or after A's games. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I mean, then even to speak easy to an extent, you know, sneak oh, up yeah. there on the train. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it, it adds up. I mean, at the same time, uh, you know, getting someone to drive <laughs> to yeah. or, or uh, do that too, because I've only been to Lagunitas and Russian River once, you know, so it's kind of like, what, uh, what's uh, easy to do or, or feasible to do? Yeah. Yeah, but some like Lagunitas or, or Russian River for for you, there's just that's a quite a drive too. That's a couple hour drive. Yeah, All right. So yeah, I, I get that. But you know, there's some people that's their mission every weekend or you know every every couple of weekends they that they just go visit a new brewery. So you know, hats off to them. That's what they enjoy. Let them do it. Oh, definitely. All right, uh, and the final story I wanted to bring up by Ad Age. Here's the headline. Molson Coors launches bourbon brand that it will market to its beer customers. Yeah? Yeah. Coors beer? (laughs) Coors bourbon. Yeah. Uh, That's what I meant. Coors beer bourbon. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, it's behind a paywall. Just, uh... It'll be... uh, It says... Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Don't trust a lot of these, uh... These April Fool's Weekend uh, stories. Oh, true, but I, I picked this one up uh, on March 29th. Oh, okay. Uh, it's called Barman 1873, and it releases on April 3rd. And it's a uh, Molson Coors is launching a 92% proof bourbon whiskey, which it intends to market to its beer drinkers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So yeah, it's called uh, 1873 uh, Barman 1873. It's funny. It's got that that low and brow uh, lion on the front. Oh, nice. The Lannister lion. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, 92%. It's a limited release. Or not, I'm sorry, 92 proof. Uh, 45% alcohol by volume. It's a blend of straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, whiskeys. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. So you've uh, that. that I wonder if they. Le- I wonder if they legit made it or if they bought it. That's what I'm. Yeah. I, I wish. I, I wonder this, if this article wasn't behind a uh, paywall, or else I would tell you. Yes. So any listeners out there that paid that wall, let us know. <laughs> I'm actually looking it up. 1873 barman. I wonder because it's it's, pretty, it's spelled like bar men, like you know, men behind the bar or something. Oh, here we go. Here's one that's not behind him. Uh, Hitting shelves April 3rd. Barman1873 joins the roster alongside Coors Whiskey's company Five Trail Blended American Whiskey. Uh, never heard of Five Trail. Oh, okay. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist or it's not good. I just yeah. I never, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, me neither. Um, it's a blend of two bourbons. It has notes of caramel, vanilla, and toffee. The company reports plus grilled peach, dark chocolate, and coffee. With a finish of cinnamon, ginger, and baking spice. Uh, we were meticulous about 
quality and Barman 1873 reflects the care we put into each one of our blends, says David Coors. Barman plays in the space of sweet on the front and long lingering spice finish on the end. It's available at approachable price point for bourbon fans. Brand name combines the Coors family, German hometown, and the year's Coors Brewing launch. The Barman 1873 will be co-displayed with Coors Banquet in some locations. Uh, beginning April, Barman 1873 becomes available in the following states. Colorado, Kansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Texas, Illinois, Kentucky, Wisconsin, New York, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Georgia, and Tennessee. More markets will follow later on in 2023. So yeah, it doesn't say uh, which distillery they're using or they they paid or if they have their own distillery to, to make it. I, I, yeah, that's my thing. I wonder if it's, uh, what's it, um, MGP, uh, like Midwest uh, Grain Products. They, they make a lot of stuff. Don't get me wrong. They have some good, they have some good, uh, content out there just kind of like uh what companies do to finish them or market them so yeah all right so that's your uh beer news for the week so you know what time it is i think i do it's time for everyone's favorite segment on cold brew because it's my favorite segment it's time for the cold brew list as we proceed so let me ask you this. The story came out. It was last week. It was an idea because uh, I missed the show. But going back to NFL, Cam Newton allegedly said, well, actually, he did say, there ain't no way 32 MFers are better than me. Okay. All right. So because that's what he did. He threw out Aubert's Pro Day. So uh, so scouts and, and NFL um, personnel could get a look at, you know, uh, college guys but he was there throwing too so basically trying out again yeah so i just want to go down the list of starting quarterbacks as of now and let you let me know if you would rather have this guy or cam newton okay and not not mvp cam newton you have to realize it's cam newton today oh yeah i'm judging by his last year in new england right all right. Now, there's a little, little assumption with this list, too, because, like, the first one up is uh, the Ravens would be Lamar Jackson. So, would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Cam Newton? Oh, Lamar Jackson. There's no question. Okay. Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen or Cam Newton? Oh, man. These are like no brainers. <laughs> Josh Allen. Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow or Cam Newton? Oh, super, super cool, Joe. Give me super cool, Joe. Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson or Cam Newton? Ooh, um, probably Deshaun Watson. Um, he he was. I give him a pass for last year because he had been out for so long. So I'm sure he'll step it up this year. Fair enough. Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson or Cam Newton? Ooh, that's a, that's a, this is for, this is the first hard one. Oh, man, just because uh, for the size, I'll take Cam Newton because he's bigger. Hmm. Otherwise, they they, okay. they they play they're like almost equal right now in my in my estimation. Right, I, I know because uh, it's kind of like uh, they, they both got redemption to do basically. Yeah. Um, Houston Texans, Davis Mills or Cam Newton? 
Oh, <laughs> shit. There is a, you know, he's young, Mills, but uh, based on just... I, I take Cam Newton. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, Mills is, is young and he's nice, but he's not it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Right. So Cam, Cam has the, the ability to do just as well. Mm -hmm. um, okay, this, this is a weird one because, well, Indianapolis Colts. Gardner Minshew, Nick Foles, Sam Ellinger, or Cam Newton. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, I like Minshew. I'll take Minshew out of all those guys. You like Minshew? Yeah. All right. Each his own. I get what you're saying. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars, Ke Trevor Lawrence, or Cam Newton? Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I'm going to say this just because I need to complete this list. Okay. But, uh, Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes or Cam Newton? <laughs> oh, the second hardest one. You <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Give me the Super Bowl winner, uh, Patrick Mahomes. All right. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, Garoppolo or Cam Newton? Garoppolo. Yeah, I get what you're saying because Jimmy's steady. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? He's not going to mess it up too much for you. I mean, he can. However, um... Yeah, just he plays within himself. I mean, uh, I I get that pick. It's it's not like you're gonna do better or significantly better. Uh, Chargers, uh, Hubert or uh, Cam Newton? Oh, uh, Herbert by far. Yeah, I say Hubert. I said Hubert. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. We knew what you meant. Miami Dolphins. My yeah, Miami Dolphins. Uh, Tagovailoa or Cam Newton? Uh, I'd take Tua. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, it sucks about his uh, his head injuries, though. Yeah, I see. That's the thing, though. I mean, to an extent, some some people blame uh, the uh, the head injury on the actual quarterback just not being able to play fast enough, too. You know what I mean? Mm, I I get that. I guess you know I wouldn't put the whole blame yeah. on him, but but I, I understand the argument. Patriots, Mac Jones or Cam Newton? Well, <laughs> I think uh, I think I go with Mac Jones. He, I mean, he beat him out right the yeah. last year. Well, yeah, uh, two years ago. I mean, they they already kind of made this choice up front mm -hmm. anyway. I get that. I I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll still give Jones one more year, but I, I'm not seeing too much uh, uh, it factor with him. I mean, don't get me wrong. All these guys are playing the league. I mean, obviously, they're playing. I'm not. I mean, I'm not one of those guys. At the same time, just comparing. Um, I think, uh, yeah, it's kind of like, like Garoppolo. You know where you're getting. However, is it really the answer? You know, and can we go back to Garoppolo? You know which? Can we go back to Garoppolo yeah. real quick? Because uh, I, I, I wanted to add that yeah. uh, um, he also has the team. Like, people, teammate, he's a good teammate. And also, he gives good interviews. If you look at Cam Newton's post-game interviews, unless they win, he's, oh, yeah. he's very, like, uh, um, moody. Yeah. He's a, he gets some, the emotions tied up with him. Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of, uh, Jimmy definitely got the uh, the camera factor. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, Handsome. Then uh, New York Jets, Zach, Will Zach Wilson or uh, Cam Newton? Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's a hard one because... Zach was so bad. I'd rather have Mike White. Right. I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I, what you saying. Is Mike White on the team? 
I don't know. That's a good question. They're, you know, they're trying to get Aaron Rodgers, and I figure if, if Aaron Rodgers is on the team, Mike White's not on the team. Yeah, that's why. That's why I was asking. I'll look that up while you uh, while you keep going on the list. All right, uh, and then Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny Pickett or Cam Newton. Hmm. I saw some good things out of Kenny Pickett this past year, which and he's young. He's got an upside. He's still on the rookie contract, so based on that, I'd take uh, Pickett. Yeah, I get that, but I think right now, today, like if Week One was tomorrow, I would go with with um, Newton over Pickett. That's okay. just me. No, I get it. Uh, right now, it no White, Mike White is not on the Jets. It's Zach Wilson and Chris Stev, Steveller, Stevler, Strevler. Traveller. I don't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> now I have to find out where Mike White went to. Neither does he. <laughs> yeah. He asked the gay coach, what's my name? Get back out there, Traveller. Speaking of which, I'm going to say this guy's name like your favorite um, commentator does. Okay. Uh, Ryan Tanny Hill. <laughs> Good old Gruden. Ryan Tannehill. I'll give me Tannehill. He's kind of like a, you know, he's... Over Newton? Over Newton, yeah. He's a game manager. He he doesn't make too many mistakes that... Uh, and I think he's got a better arm than Cam, especially in the last year that Cam played. And Mike White... He's oh, wait, hold on. I wouldn't go about... Yeah. I wouldn't go about arm, but... He's he's definitely Alex Smith reborn in the game manager. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Mike White is on the Miami Dolphins right now. Oh, there you go. Hmm. Right behind Tua. And Cam. All right, here we go. Mm. That that was all AFC, so NFC. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, Desmond Ritter or Cam Newton? Mm. I, didn't, I didn't enjoy what I saw out of Ritter last year, but he didn't get a lot of playing time, so I, I'd need another year, another season with Ritter to see, to make a fair adjustment. But compared to last year, I'd take uh, maybe Cam has a slight edge just because of the experience. Short leash on Cam, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go with the short leash. That's a good one. I already know the answer with this one. Uh, you're a boy, Kyler Murray with the Cardinals or Cam Newton. Okay, we'll go to the next. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Cam Newton. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a Kyler Murray fan. Wait, you Kyler's listening, dude? <laughs> he knows about you. <laughs> oh shit. Um. Oh, here we go. Homecoming of sorts. Carolina Panthers, Andy Dalton or Cam Newton? Oh man, the Red Rocket. Hmm. I'll take I'll take Andy Dalton. So did Caroline. Ah. <laughs> All right. Chicago Bears or Justin Field or Justin Field? <laughs> Chicago Bears, <laughs> Justin Fields or Cam Newton? I, uh, Justin Fields. I I really was. Uh, I wouldn't say he was a must must watch quarterback last year, but. Anytime he came on, like uh, my my red zone, I was like, "Oh, hey, what's what's Fields gonna do now?" Because he's uh, he could he could bust one out. Whether it's uh, a decent throw, he didn't really have anyone to throw to, but uh, he could also scramble and run with the best of them. So, give me Justin Fields right now. All right, Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott or Cameron? <laughs> I gotta I gotta go with Dak. I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, Detroit Lions, Jeff. Jared Goff or Cam Newton? Uh, you know, uh, Jeff uh, Goff doesn't isn't a wow factor guy, but he has been to a Super Bowl. So, and he's younger. Um, 
I go with golf. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers or Cam Newton? Oh, Aaron, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. The uh, Los Angeles Rams, uh, Pat Statford or Cam Newton? Hmm, Statford, huh? Is he is he really the starting quarterback? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'll go with him. Oh, all right. The uh, Minnesota Vikings, your boy Kirk Cousins or Cam Newton? Well, I went with Dak, and uh, Kirk Cousins is the Dak of the North, so I'll go with Kirk Cousins. He's the white Dak. <laughs> <laughs> He's the white. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to be racist, you bastard. <laughs> well, remember that meme how everyone's just a different version of Kirk Cousins, and yeah, it was Dak was the. Uh, the African American concussion. <laughs> yeah, I mean they got very similar stats and they have very similar uh, um, records. Well, speaking of stats and records, your mm-hmm. boy from the New Orleans Saints, Derek Carr or Cam Newton? Oh man, um, mm, that's a tough one. Now nah, I'll go with Carr because Carr's got some really good. He shows like flashes of greatness. Um, he just can't put it, seem to string it all together. I get you. Uh, New York Giants, Daniel Jones, or Cam Newton? Oh, you got give, give me Danny Dimes. That guy's a beast. Uh, Eagles, Jalen Hurts or Cam Newton? Oh, I got to go with Hurts. The Hurts is like the better Cam there Newton. Go. There you go. He's a modern day. There you go. Um, the 49ers, Brock Purdy slash Trey Lance or Cam Newton? Uh you know, give me the combo of uh Purdy Lance. Now I think I think the starting quarterback should be Brock Purdy with Lance as the backup, but I know their injury situation. Um but I, I'd rather go with either of them over Cam Newton. Uh Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith or Cam Newton? Oh man. Uh, that Smith or Smith had a great year last year, so I'd go with Smith uh, until he proves he can't play no, anymore. Yeah, I mean, put it this way: if if Geno Smith started for the Seahawks and they got ten wins, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. But if Cam Newton started for the Seahawks and they got ten wins, I still wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's like the Carol, right? The rest of the team, basically. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean, Carol finds ways to win, mm-hmm. and uh, and and like some other teams, they they are defensively stacked, so it's kind of like. Just don't screw it up too much. Yeah, and, that's a good yeah. point. So, so yeah, I I, I see no, I, I have no bitterness about going with Chino over that. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kyle Trask slash Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton. Oh, I give me give me Cam on this part. Uh, another one with the short leash, leash though. Short leash for which guy though? Cam. Cam. <laughs> no, for. Oh. For no, but who would you who would you pull him for, Baker or the trash guy? Oh, that's a good. That it depends on what they do uh, uh practice. And then last on the list, the Washington Commanders, Sam Howell slash Jacoby Brissett or Cam Newton. Oh man, um, give me shoot, give me Brissett. But you know, they, to you to the very first point, uh, Cam's a statement that he made. Um, not all 32 are better than him, 
but there are quite a lot that are better him than him or younger with maybe a potentially higher ceiling than him. Not at, during his MVP year, but you know what he is now. I get you. Wow, there's 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 some surprises in there. For uh, to be honest, I never even heard of Trask before, and we still haven't seen. Yeah, him. I mean he, he he was a uh, well. That that's the thing. Uh, well, in the Tampa community, I guess he was seen as a uh, you know Tom Brady's understudy slash oh, the okay. next Jimmy G, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, good list. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't know. I never even thought about it before, as far as like uh, what's out there and, and everything. And the draft's coming up, so maybe some of these uh, spots that are filled with people that I I'm not too familiar with will get filled with the draft pick. Right, or you know, that's the thing too. Like all things considered, and being fair, like the few teams that you did choose. Let okay, first of all. The few teams that you did choose Cam over, like, they really need to look at what they're doing. And it might be a money situation, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is is Cam going to want better than average backup money? Because, you know, uh, I don't know if he would get starter money in this league right now. Uh, Sad but true Mm -hmm. for him. At at the same time, it's like the, the, the teams that you did call out that they should consider him. Are they going to make a move? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It depends on what look, they can get. Now, yeah, now you can look at the, and that's the thing. That's that's as things are given. You know, like technically Lamar isn't under contract with the Ravens, even though they own his rights. And then like uh, the whole Rogers might be traded too. So mm-hmm. that would put love. That that thing would you take? You know, uh, what's it? Jordan Love or Cam Newton? I mean. You probably still would give love the the nod on that, um, as far as a franchise. Yeah. But it's just interesting. <laughs> and and what, put his mom and put his mom in the last very last row of the upper bowl. Oh, <laughs> you remember that whole thing? All right. Uh, for those of you out there who don't remember, it's when Jordan Love had his one and only start, I believe, against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they showed his mom and was in the very last seat in the very last row at the top. Oh, too much. That's funny. All right, good list, man. Well, I think it was his first start. I think I think he had another start since then. But I I remember that. Yeah, yeah. it was it was I a marquee. Yeah, it was a marquee game. All right, um, thanks, man. Thanks, a good list. Uh, awesome, and glad to have you back because we didn't have a list last week. Ah. So how's your uh, Jack and Coke treating you? Gone. Yeah, <laughs> same with mine, dude. Um, but like, uh, like, w- was it a good mix? Like, as far as like the, could you still taste the Jack and, um, it wasn't too strong? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, yeah, it definitely, it wasn't, it wasn't too sweet, but it wasn't overpowering. Yeah. So would you recommend our listeners out there, if they like Jack and Cokes, would it be a good buy or should they just do, uh, make their own? Mm. Or what would be a good situation that you, that? you would recommend this? Yeah. It comes in a four pack. Okay. That you know that's the bad thing. It, it it's only a four pack. So if you take it to a party, and like you know, um, you throw it in the cooler on ice. You know, if, if two other people grab one, that just potentially leaves just one more for you too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There is a six pack. You could probably get a couple out of it. So eh, it's hard to say. I mean, if if you're just doing at home drinking, definitely buy your own Jack and mix it as you see fit. 
But okay. if you're, you know, skating and stuff, um, it just depends on the crowd. Like where, uh, where, uh, what you call, who would be interested in that stuff. And that's the thing too, because it, this is this brand is still kind of new. The novelty of it, a lot of people would be interested in to try it. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm kind of kind of skeptical on buying it for a for a social uh, gathering, unless you buy a couple of uh, a couple of four packs. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe if, like, you went on a picnic or something with somebody. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. If, if you know you're going to have more control over it, then, yeah. yeah. It, it's easy to, to take on the go. Yeah. Very nice. All right. So this one, uh, this West Coast Pilsner by the brewery at Torito Farms. Really good, man. There was something, though, that I'd like to bring up is um, they could have filtered it a little bit better. There was a little bit of sediment. They, it looked like little... Like uh, baby rocks at the bottom. I mean, I know they weren't rocks, but that's what I'm kind of equated to. It's not. It wasn't murky at the bottom. It was just little little specks at the bottom. So they could have maybe filtered it one more time. But it did. They did say it, it is. Um, they did say what uh, unfiltered, but and unpasteurized. So I guess. But I, I guess uh, I was thinking more like it was more going to be like trub. Maybe it is trub. Maybe. But I just as far as like a pilsner goes. Um, when you say unfiltered, I guess maybe because of the current state of beer, I was thinking it was going to be, uh, like opaque, like a, a hazy IPA, but it was definitely clear straw color. Still good though. Still good. I, I would just want it to be, um, fully, um, not, uh, I, I don't want uh, not negative, but just critical, not in the negative sense, but just, uh, wanted to put that out there. So I'm going to go on untapped and let's see here. It's taking forever to open today. All right, here we go. I'll just look it up by the brewery at Torito Farms. So I'll just put in Torito. T-I-R-R-I-T-O. There it is. Pilsner. They got a bunch of them. I put in Torito and they have a... Nectaron Hazy IPA, Cerveza Cobre, Pilsner, Milk Stout, a Hell's Lager, Hazy Rye, Hazy IPA, Double IPA, Kolsch, Oktoberfest. They've been, they've been doing it for a little while, I guess. Just uh, haven't heard of them because, you know, they're pretty probably super hyper local and coming to up here to a beer festival gives them uh, better exposure. So that's uh, and now they distribute up here. Uh, it has an overall rating of 3.69. And I agree. I am. I'm going to be right there with everyone else. 30, 72 people have rated it. Nobody uh, in our friends group has rated it yet. So I will go 3.7. And I'm going to say it's crisp and copy. Save and check in. All right. Um, first off, uh, what do you think overall of the... Uh, of Mandalorian to season three, episode five. I liked it. I mean, it, it was a little. These uh, these episodes are kind of like a video game, it's like a little adventure, then the next level, then the next, you know, then the next mm -hmm. adventure, then the next adventure. So um, this one I liked because it it, it it went back to uh, Navarro where with Apollo Creed, and then um, <laughs> you know it, it called back to the pirates, and then it even called back to the. Uh, to the, um, I guess the, 
are, are they New Republic guys? The guys in the X Wings that helped the uh, Mando out. Uh, what season two? Yeah, the the rebellion actually. The the alliance. Is it the rebellion. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were part of the New Republic, but um, because the right the guy goes and sees the uh, the ladies' man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the lady. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can't help for shoe protection, but can I have you a fish sandwich? <laughs> um, I want to bite your butt. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, uh, yeah, so it starts off that they're on, they are on Navarro, and the uh, the Corsair, the Pirates Corsair from the, was it episode one or episode two where Mando and Grief Karga um, shoot all those pirates uh, in the middle of the street? They're trying to get into the school to, to drink. Episode one. Okay, yeah, and so this is you know this is their the the pirates are attacking the city on Navarro to uh, to you know to save face or you know just to pay retribution to what they had caused earlier, and yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, okay. No, I thought you were gonna add something to that. Um, and so they come and they start uh, ransacking the village, doing what pirates do, you know, causing terror and mayhem and try to take over and they do they actually force the um grief carga uh, played by apollo creed and uh some of the citizens that survived they forced them out of the city into, into a, like a cave and um grief sends out a message to hey you know we're being attacked please help us to to people he knew uh, yeah i mean uh you know it's weird too you think that whole um I guess uh, Starship coming down and possibly rants, you know, trying the city. That cities would have uh, more defenses for that. Now I get it; it's a smaller outpost on the outer rim and whatnot. But you think uh, something like that is nothing new, and they, they would have kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but to that to that uh, end, uh, they are also newer in scope, so they uh, um, they they probably haven't installed those yet because everyone's happy and having a good time and. They did. Uh, we find out later they applied to be uh, included in the the New Republic. They just hadn't heard from them yet, so they were kind of hoping they could maybe last until then. But um, they uh, to your uh, to another one to your point. They uh, so one of the messages that Grief sends out uh, makes it to I forgot the the character's name, but he was a fighter in the rebellion, and now he is now he serves the Republic. Um, you know the guy the the chubby dude with the beard. Asian guy, yeah, yeah, and right. So, I know his name. Yeah, um, and he's in the bar, and it's funny because he's like, it's almost like back in the day, we're like, hey, do you have a telephone? Can I borrow it? He's like, hey, do you have a, a holograph projection right. machine? Could I borrow it? The only thing I didn't like about that scene because he throws in the the hollow tape or whatever you want to call it and listens to the message, like everyone could hear the message and see it. Oh, I get what you're saying. But what if it's yeah? What if it's a private message? What if it's Princess Leia asking for you know your own? What if it's asking for Ben Kenobi? No, I I get that too. It's kind of like a little uh, two thing. So his name was Captain Carson Tava. Tava, that's it. I wanted to call him Evan for some re reason, but all right. Thank you, thank you for looking that up. And uh, he's there with uh, what's the name Jeb or Zeb that uh that that creature who's who was in uh, Rebels. Or was it Rebels or? Ahsoka? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking that up. Yeah, it, it was Rebels. His name's Zeb. Okay, Zeb. Yeah, 
And uh, well, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. They think they're they think they're they're introducing him for the Ahsoka series. So like okay. Zeb in that form is going to be in Ahsoka. That's what it was. Okay, I, I knew he had some type of uh, um, association with both those shows, but uh, yeah. So um, I was kind of hoping we'd see more of him. He seemed very, excuse me, he seemed very dynamic and interesting, even in like the thirty seconds that he interacted on the screen. No, I get you. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um, and then, of course, I was watching like all the nerd channels, and they're all geeking out over him and uh, it, what he was wearing. And they also with uh, Tava's uh, or his jacket, his bomber jacket he was wearing. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, flashing forward here. Hold on. Man, they. Oh, and that's uh, so after um, Teva gets the message, he goes and flies to Coruscant, and that's when he meets up with Tim Meadows. What did you? What was your first thought when you saw Tim Meadows on the screen in the Star Wars, Star Wars series? I was like, "Oh, dang, he's getting in on this too." <laughs> and then I wondered, I'm like, I wonder if he's doing it just because uh, he's a fan, or maybe like you know his kids wanted to see him on on a, in a Star Wars project, and he just had you know that that uh, ability to or that you know that that name to like all right yeah we'll use tim us for this you know maybe yeah or i wonder if he just you know was in the right place at the right time and got offered it and like how are you gonna say no to something like that that offer anyway right like oh what movie was it was it was it captain america 2 where robert Red, robert redford was in one of the marvel movies and he basically kind of did it because his grandkids wanted him to do it you know what I mean? oh okay yeah I, I get that and so i i kind of thought one of the same like maybe maybe he had some kids that wanted him to do it or something mm -hmm. that, that's uh thinking but you know yeah a, a lot of actors could have could have done it and pulled it off and you know what tim to me tim meadows pulled it off i mean all he was was some sort of bureaucratic like uh clerk if you will <laughs> yeah 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 he was deciding what they would answer and what they wouldn't so mm -hmm. so be it yeah because Taven went up to him and said hey, yeah and I, I, yeah go ahead oh and then uh then yeah it was also to tie in that chick who's definitely a, a mole now for uh for uh, both moff gideon and uh and what's his name thrawn so mm -hmm. right yeah and because she's getting she's gathering more intel for her whatever project she's working on because she comes in and uh interrupts the meeting um but yeah i guess uh, uh i mean that, that that scene was necessary i you know what looking back on it though maybe tim meadows w was kind of cool to see but he was also distracting because they could have used anybody any like faces person for that so I, I i'm still wondering why they used him and i haven't looked into it but yeah you're right she comes in and um yeah at this point like she is definitely a, a spy or a mole of some kind Right. Now, do you think she got caught and then they utilized her, or do you think she was plant? She's a plant. Well, I think she's a plant. Oh, okay, so they they she they they uh sent her in there to get caught and get put in that program. Well, I think they knew about the program, like they knew about that option, and they just you know kind of like go with it, you know, just sell it, mm -hmm. sell it because we're gonna we're gonna come for you when when and she believes in their return. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get it. All right. Well, I guess she, we'll, she's like a hundred percent acolyte for them. 
yeah we'll, we'll find out when uh when when the I, it, I hear it might be next episode there's something big supposed to happen next episode um but while the nerd channels are saying uh so the next scene um Teva uh, goes to uh, I forgot the island or the the planet that the Mandalorian are hiding on, but he comes down and they all have him at gunpoint. He's like, "Guys, hey, you know, I just need to talk to um, with you, but uh, how'd you find us?" And he's like, "Oh, someone that uh, I served with in the rebellion uh, is amongst your ranks." And uh, I thought he was I thought he meant he was going to talk to Bo-Katan for some reason. It was her, but it was actually R five D four. <laughs> the astromech droid yeah, comes pretty, rolling out. That's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, that was a good. That was a good callback. Yeah, and plus, I mean, also like, I didn't know he was that instrumental to the rebellion because you know, if the last we well, we seen him, you know, when in the first episode when when Mando um, takes him on to or no, or is it third episode when he goes to Mandalore? But I was I was thinking the callback was from A New Hope. When he was supposed to get bought by Luke, and then he, then he got a bad motivator, and then, you know, we never saw him again, <laughs> except in, in the toys. Right. Ah, but anyway, um, so yeah, the, the, he was he had more to do with the rebellion than just being almost bought by Luke. Uh, let's see here, and then so they uh they tell him about Grief Karga, because uh, he he figures that, uh, Mando knows about um he their friends. And that he needs help because the New Republic is not going to help Teva with the grief. And so, yeah, they he kind of uh, asked him, hey, uh, can you come and do this? And then they have like a little round table or a little, like a little, um, let's pass the, the talking hammer. And Mando uh, beseeches the rest of the Mandalores to help him. And then Paz Vizsla gets up there and he grabs a hammer and starts talking and I knew he was doing. I knew what he was doing. I don't know what like when the, maybe the the nerd channels were were trying to just like feed into it. But once Paz went up there and started like you know criticizing um, Din, uh, I was like, oh okay, he's just setting everyone up for the swerve at the end to say like, well I say we you know we we join him. And did you have that feeling right away, or did did they swerve you? They swerved me. I thought they were gonna leave him on his own and he like i thought to it could have been like they leave him on his own he succeeds and then go wait a minute maybe this is the guy we should be following you know what I mean? oh okay all right so you, you thought maybe they just wanted one more uh instance of to prove his worth pretty much no oh, okay well you know he talks him or you know all they needed was pause to uh get him into uh or to vouch for him second his uh notion and they were all in and then they go to navarro and they storm the city they uh they're very methodical and very um it just it, it shows that it doesn't matter your numbers if you have a bunch of people who are highly skilled and highly trained because that's all they do is train we've seen them like twice already in this series on that beach in the outside their cave just training just getting ready to fight <laughs> it's like they need something it's like give me something to fight against and they got something and they 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 did exactly what they wanted to do they stopped they stopped the pirates and they uh freed um grief and his people right yep um so yeah the uh they uh, actually were able to down the ship and uh um 
the pirate, uh, the head pirate went down with the ship. Um, and everyone was happy. Hold on, I'm kind of fast forwarding through my, uh, Oh, and then at the end, or towards the end, the armorer was talking with Bo-Katan and told her that um, that she could take off her helmet. And at first, uh, Bo-Katan paused, and then she took off her helmet in front of the armorer, right? She did. I mean, that kind of shows you, like, a little, uh, I guess, what I want to say, like, her... Uh... Her her story excelling and and moving forward with possibly being uh, taking up the mantle of the Mandalore. Yeah, you know, I was I thought it was the setup at first. I thought the men uh, Dharma was like, ah, you took off your helmet. You're not one of us anymore. Get out, get out of here. But no, it was it was authentic. It was earnest. Like she wants Bo Katan to go out and find more Mandalorians to come and join the uh, the flock. That that's the way I see it as. You get that. And maybe she might come back with the mythosaur. Who knows? Do those things fly? They they say they ride them, but they live in water, <laughs> from, from what I can tell. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if they just, like, run around like a big lizard, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, maybe. And so what, what good are they outside of Mandalore? But I guess the armor does want to go back to the Mandalore and reestablish that planet as, you know, their own. Yeah. And then... Then the very last or two. I mean, yeah, oh, I say a lot of Mandalorian weaponry is the the flamethrower. Like, I wonder if they breathe fire too. Like, that would make oh. them more effective. Then you know, to your point, then then maybe because of the jetpack, they could they could fly too. Oh, they could fly. Yeah, yeah. they could they could do. Or both. maybe like just do uh, big leaps, big leaps, and like it makes them look like they're flying, but they hmm. just you know. Yeah. Couldn't think we, we don't know the structure. Like, do they have like big hind legs, like a kangaroo, or, mm-hmm. or you know, are they a dragon-like creature? Even dragon leg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a kangaroo. <laughs> they have a pouch where they—that's how they ride. <laughs> oh, they're marsupials, underwater marsupials. Um, but the very last scene, we see Teva uh, come across a lambda-type shuttle, and it's got a hole blasted in it, and he sends out a scout. And they find Beskar in the wall, um, which is obvious. It, to me, it was an obvious plant that they're just trying to set up uh, the Mandalorians to look like they uh, freed uh, Moff Gideon. Or they, they not freed him, but uh, captured him for themselves. But, you know, it, it is quite possible that they did. But I, I doubt it. I think it was they were just got set up, so they, 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 fra- they got framed. That's what it seemed like. But maybe the swerve is... A sect of Mandalore, Mandalorians, uh, actually captured him and are holding him, and they're gonna they they are gonna put him on trial for the tri- the crimes that he uh, committed. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we're gonna find out. I you know, there's there's a lot of stuff. Uh, they think that maybe even the the pirate who got downed at uh, Navarro is actually working working for Thrawn. Like he's not the the only pirate, and there's a bunch of pirates out there that are causing uh, havoc and everything to make people doubt the new republic so that the first order can come in and uh, pick things up back where they left off with the empire any thoughts on that yeah i can see that oh, okay no yeah I, I get what you're saying with that no. uh, that seems like the uh the direction yeah i don't know or man. arguably yeah. somewhat the right direction this is gonna be exciting i, I think the last couple episodes are gonna be fucking awesome uh, do you know how many they're going to be? They're going to be eight or ten, or do you know? 
No, I haven't heard. Yeah, I keep looking, and I'm sure it's somewhere. I just haven't looked very hard. So, um, but yeah, we only have a couple more left, and it should be exciting. Like I said, uh, they all point, all signs point to next episode is going to be pretty, uh, pretty good. It's going to be a good one. So, can't wait for that. <sighs> Excuse me. All right, man. Anything else you'd like to add to this episode? No, man. I'm good. All right, cool. Thanks again for downloading yet again another cold brew podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time.